Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Tales podcast. I am Aditya and in this episode I am joined uh, by a good friend, fellow colleague and another frustrated United fan. Hello Shubham. Hey hi guys. Not as frustrated as we were but yeah frustrated always. <laughs> Absolutely. I think this uh, podcast is kind of my RR session which I used to have a couple of years back to vent out whatever is happening with united but i think yeah we have a lot to talk in terms of football in this episode but a few things to cover in other sports so i think we'll start with cricket so india is playing england in the third test match and so the thing is as in we uh, we were restricted to a score of 78 before lunch and the pitch now gradually is becoming i would say much more uh, batting friendly so england piled up a score of some 450 odd runs and as of now when we are recording this indian team has gone on a tea break and we stand at 112 for wicket so looks like we might be able to at least uh, let's say recover the lead part and then put up a, a small target as such but let's see how the match turns out i am not sure if india would be able to win from here considering how they batted in the first innings but but i think it's all it all depends upon how our big three our middle order lower order performs and then if we are able to put up a decent total for them to chase in the i would say in the last day or so see i and, don't think any of that is happening yeah i yeah. feel is I, i our only hope here is uh, clouds some rain and a few days of break for our boys uh i don't think we are winning this the best we can hope for is a draw which also is a very difficult task from here yeah. because if you look at winning it you have to score at least a 550 600 kind of uh thing right so that yeah. there's at least a 200 run lead and then try and bowl them out i don't see that happening uh now coming back to us batting first on this pitch the weird thing is if you if you look at The, it seems like it was tribal knowledge from day one that this pitch is going to be brilliant to bat on on day two and day three, right? Yeah. And that is what everybody had expected it to be. India had hoped that we'll somehow go through day one and enter day two and day three, which is the sweet spot for that pitch, and make some runs. Unfortunately, they couldn't get past lunch. So I think uh, Kohli somehow had the memory of 2002 when we scored 600 odd runs in the first innings while deciding to bat first, where uh, Dravid, Sachin, and uh, Ganguly all scored centuries. Ganguly. But then, yeah, but then I think he kind of forgot who he's playing with. <laughs> kind of opted to I bat. Saw, I saw. I saw. <laughs> I saw that score sheet today. I think it's 2006. I'm not wrong, but either either ways. Uh, for me, the standing. outstanding performance on that uh, score sheet was sanjay bangar on top who had scored a meager 62 63 or something like that with a strike rate of 20 odd <laughs> <laughs> gone are those days man but yeah i think uh, we still have good two days uh, to see what would be the result of this match coming to other sports tennis as well i think uh, us open starting uh, the coming monday uh, a question for you rather that this is the first time in 24 years uh, this will happen and uh, and the hint i can give you is that uh, uh, let's say this is pertaining to the absence of a few stars but this is the first time it is happening in a grand slam major or ma- uh, main draw 
can you guess what it is uh not really so this is the first time both the williams sisters federer and nadal are out of are not playing i would say are not in the main draw for grand slam so it just tells you how long these players have been playing the game and still we expect them to be there in every grand slam given this condition now i feel it becomes easier for djokovic to complete that fourth slam in the year provided he would be extremely disappointed how he competed in the olympics looking at the player who defeated him in the olympics zverev i think he is having a brilliant second half of the season he won the olympic gold medal he recently won a masters 1000 title he looks as one of the favorites to win at the us open and i'm expecting that he also had that... a really good uh, wimbledon by the way if you like we forget that he was beaten yeah. by tsipras in the semi finals and that was a brilliant semi finals for that yeah yeah absolutely a five set a brilliant mm-hmm. match but mm-hmm. if i look at this I, i'm sure uh, these guys will definitely collide if let's say they uh, are trying to reach the final and will definitely have another jokovic and zverev showdown and i think i discussed this with you briefly i will not go much into it but i uh, as in we decided whether what should be uh, let's say the preference for jokovic heading into wimbledon and olympics although he took <laughs> care of the wimbledon part but then somehow he missed out on the olympics and then the way he missed out he won the first set against zverev and then he lost both the sets and then the way he lost the even the bronze medal match it clearly looked at the uh, that the semi final defeat kind of took everything from him so that he even he didn't even consider winning the bronze medal at all i think looking at that he would still look to accomplish the record where he win all the four slams in a single year i think that is still up for grab and he will still be one of the favorites even zverev admitted that djokovic despite everything what has happened in the last one month or so would still be the favorite to win it all and i hope for your man it turns out a good story absolutely see i about the bronze medal game i don't know i don't care and i'm hoping that is what uh, djokovic also thought because for him for and for i think for all his fans it was the most important thing was to do to complete a calendar slam along with a golden slam right yeah and if i i don't know if he really cared as long as it's not gold i don't think he really cared anyways yeah. moving on from that that is just uh, sour grapes for a fan who would have loved to see him win gold but anyway yeah. i don't think anybody is stopping him from winning this it's going to be difficult because a lot of now younger players while we say rafael nadal and roger federer are not around anymore i somehow feel being a little arrogant that roger federer and rafael nadal are no longer the biggest threats to djokovic for me people like chichipas swerev and medvedev for me these three maybe dominic thiem but for me these three are the yeah. biggest threats for him right now in world of tennis but uh, i we are still completing the ca- ca- uh, calendar grand slam don't worry yeah yeah he looks a heavy favorite i think uh, i'm also hoping the story turns out that way i think that's it from the other sports i think we can uh, head into i would say football and i would not go about talking united as of now because then i would just end up taking another hour or so to just go vent my frustration but we can first rather talk about all the other teams who played over the last weekend and let's talk about city can i first. can i can i 
Oh, or do you want to talk about City? Okay, we'll keep the laughter for later, which is Arsenal. But yeah, let's talk. About <laughs> yeah, we'll come to Arsenal later because Arsenal has a has a great game uh, <laughs> this weekend as well. But if we look yeah. at City, right, and we expected this from City that they'll not have two bad games in a row for sure. And I'm not sure if you have seen this meme. There's this Michael Jordan meme, right, where he says that, and then I took it personally. So the same thing mm-hmm. happened with City, where that <laughs> defeat against Tottenham. they took it personally mm-hmm. in a way that they smashed five goals against norwich and you could see uh, a weird a city lineup where uh, he is uh, gabel hezus was playing on the right wing and then you had uh, grilish also scoring on his i would say the hard debut in the premier league mm-hmm. so overall mm-hmm. i think looking at this and again imagining that there would be a few players still to come in this squad still to play I think this team mm-hmm. is still a really strong team, even while missing out on Messi and Harry Kane. Harry Kane has now committed to stay in Tottenham. So even with that, mm-hmm. I think this team is still one of the strongest team. <laughs> Continuing to your point, the team which mm-hmm. they now play next <laughs> is mm-hmm. Arsenal, and <laughs> oh, wow. in their last eight meetings, the overall score line reads something like eighteen two or nineteen two. Oh wow. right and the funny thing is this has been going on everywhere on the internet so i am just copying it but the funny thing is that if arsenal fails to score against manchester city then mm-hmm. they do not have any any goal as a nomination for premier league goal of the month they have not scored any goal <laughs> so they might have to pick oh, one wow. from their training <laughs> training ground or under 18s or under 23s provided yeah. at least they I'm hoping one of them would have scored at least one goal. Yeah, so that. And it'd be really... fun. It'd be fun to see if the only goal Arsenal has is a penalty, and that becomes their goal of the month. Yeah. Or an yeah. own goal, which becomes their goal of yeah. the month. Oh wow, that'd be so Arsenal. But anyways, coming back to City, and we'll keep laughing on Arsenal every now and then, right? So anyways, <laughs> coming back to City, I'm sure they are still the best team in England for sure. and barring psg i don't see any other team that can come in that argument of the best team in europe and that has been the case for a while unfortunately they've never really won anything in europe but that has been the case for a while with grealish added to that lineup now i don't know where it's going they would have loved to sign a striker which hasn't happened seems like cristiano isn't happening but i don't know i don't want to say that but uh, yeah they're still the favorites i think and which is why people like you know cristiano ronaldo or harry kane the the reason that these guys want to go to manchester city is because they know that is their best chance of winning the champions league right so look at somebody like a tot uh, harry kane right where does he go where he knows and he's 29 and he wants to win something now win the champions league where does he go where he can win the champions league well even if you are not talking about people like harry kane or Cristiano Ronaldo think about yourself if i had to you know bet my money on one team that can win the champions league it be man city baby barring the yeah. fact that they never really do it their chokers but on paper they are the best team right and that is going to be the case this year as well and everybody else has to catch up so you have and i also feel that the season is going to be whoever wins uh, the premier league this season is not going to lose more than two or three games maybe maximum quite four. possibly quite possibly that can be true but it might turn out the opposite as well because 
this city and liverpool in let's say the decent memory winning the league with some 97 99 odd points right which which really looks i would say surprising from premier league perspective i feel if we go back to that era where if you remember the big four we, the original big four we had where all the four teams were good there there were definitely standouts with chelsea arsenal and united but you never had the scenario where one team was a clear favorite this season might be the reputation of that and looking mm-hmm. at that perspective i feel none of the teams will be able to win with a with a point total of 97 or 95 they might win it with let's say 89 90 points because there mm-hmm. there would be more draws and defeats against the bigger teams compared to what happened last Correct. season because if you look at chelsea if you look at the i would say rejuvenated liverpool even to united mm-hmm. with a certain extent mm-hmm. i believe there would be more draws or more defeats which even city would face which chelsea would face united liverpool everyone would face so looking at that and these would again constitute good five to six matches mm-hmm. and in the premier league you definitely have those odd defeats and odd draws every now and then 95 96 looks feasible but would be difficult is what i would say absolutely see when i say you can only lose two to three games i feel that there are going to be a lot more draws because the league is going to be so tight when two big teams clash they would rather draw that game right because yeah. it's going to be very cagey it's like any united chelsea match from the last 8 10 years it's going yeah. to be very cagey people are going to it's a lot of i i somehow feel we are going to see a lot of draws again uh, a small snippet of laughing at arsenal when you said big four the original big four <laughs> i recently saw this image of an arsenal fan wearing an arsenal jersey which had uh, six uh, as the jersey number and right above the six it said big and under the six it said lol which basically <laughs> means big six lol <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the london teams now right uh, let's talk about tottenham mm-hmm. and uh, Arsenal will come to Arsenal also. So we oh, talking about London teams I thought we were talking about Brentford but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they had a they had a good start compared they had a better start compared to Arsenal for sure. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, coming to Tottenham rather. So interesting turn mm-hmm. of events for Tottenham right first uh, right uh, right after the Premier League match they had this mm-hmm. uh, Europa qualification match or something like that in Europe they traveled mm-hmm. to Portugal. and the weird part mm-hmm. was that at that time i think mentioned in the last episode as well harry kane denied or harry kane didn't travel with the team for the match and they lost mm-hmm. that match 1-0 to a weird team i, I don't even remember the name i mean it's mm-hmm. uh, it's very likely of tottenham to do such things but they yeah, came europa back, league qualifiers yes yeah <laughs> but they came back in the mm-hmm. premier league and they won again 1-0 and mm-hmm. harry kane i think played as a substitute in that match so they mm-hmm. won against wolves if i'm not wrong so uh, with kane now tied up to tottenham i think they would do good because there was a entire worry that city would become that much better with kane and then tottenham would become that much worse mm-hmm. so if harry kane is now staying at tottenham which guarantees you at least 20 goals in premier league right if he Absolutely, if he, let's say yeah. if he doesn't play big grudgingly if he plays like mm-hmm. he does then we get another mm-hmm. 20 goals or so but if he plays in a way where he does not want to play for tottenham whatsoever and is just looking to pass another year because he knows we are not going to win any trophy which is a reality which will be a reality 
then I'm not sure how much it helps Tottenham, but he can just solidify his case. I can I would say play for play another such season where he's a I would say golden boot contender. So in that regards, I would say Tottenham can still finish better because uh, how they finished last season, I expect them to finish better this season, considering that. And they have a new manager, feels like a good Premier League manager. So when you say better, what do you mean? Do you mean better than Arsenal or better than themselves last year? Better than themselves last year. Obviously, they're better than Arsenal. They've been better than Arsenal for last <laughs> three or four years. There's no question about that. That who is the better team in London as of now uh, at brand value and everything. It's just that they'll be better <laughs> than themselves, I believe. And definitely better than their uh, London rivals, for sure. Talking about the London rivals, I think the fondest memory I have of Arsenal is not the Arsenal football game, but the Arsenal fan TV. And I was oh, randomly, <laughs> I was randomly looking at some of the some of this compilation of Arsenal fan TV members frustrated. And now I remember these faces uh, as uh, the common faces which you uh, see at Arsenal fan TV, and how they are so easily, I would say, frustrated by the team. It's it's weird how this how this team lines up, how the how this team plays, how they not have any star player on the pitch. I am not sure how this team even. Would manage to finish top six. Looking at how they've been playing, I think for Arsenal, a reasonable target this year has to be top ten, not top six at all. There are a lot of other teams that are much better. I'm sure West Ham's going going to uh, finish the season above them, probably even Aston Villa. I'm not sure. So for them, ideally, it is top ten uh, in terms of what they can, which basically I'm sure they'll not be happy with top ten. But when if they finish top ten, it's not that bad a season, at least from from my point of view. Second, coming back to Arsenal fan TV, being a United fan over the last seven eight years, it has been so depressing. But every time we lose a game, an important game that we lose, or a very easy game that we should have won, we drew, or we in fact we've lost some of those games as well. The only thing that picks me up is an Arsenal fan. And if you don't have an Arsenal fan right next to you, open YouTube, open Arsenal Fan TV. Two videos, one after the other, of Arsenal Fan TV. You've forgotten your own problems. Absolutely, I think there's there's just one. I would say fan base more frustrated than us. <laughs> it's the Arsenal mm, Fan TV. And and the difference is huge. It's not like we are frustrated. We are like we've sort of now gotten better, right? I I feel what we were probably four years back. To what we are now, we've, we've progressed at least. So yeah. the frustrations sort of reduced a little by little, season on season. Where an Arsenal has been finding new lows every season. I think yeah, and I think enough about Arsenal and Arsenal bashing. But coming to another, we'll keep London... coming back to Arsenal every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, coming to Chelsea. Uh, I think how Chelsea played against Arsenal. I think not a mm-hmm. surprising thing. Debut for mm-hmm. Lukaku for sure, and he got his mm-hmm. he got his uh, goal on the debut. But mm-hmm. Chelsea does look a strong team. I think uh, what we were uh, the opinions we had about Chelsea just after they won the Champions League. I think for me mm-hmm. at least they still hold true, and they will yeah absolutely continue to be a strong title contender. I I was they are second think, favorites right now. Yeah, I was hoping and I'm still hoping that. The way Chelsea and City are playing, we mm-hmm. and the way we have played over the last two games, I am looking at a third place finish for United, which is not an ideal scenario. But I am mm-hmm. just 
thinking of it from the perspective of how city and chelsea are currently playing and will continue to play with the depth and the talent they have and i think how the, how they exploited that left back for arsenal how rees james was playing i think the space he had he had just like mm-hmm. a whole garden to himself to wander around and provide the yeah. assistance score the goals i think uh, i just stopped watching the game after half time because i knew there's no point no matter how well arsenal play in the second half chelsea would maybe just relax it focus purely on the defense and then just i would say pass the next 45 minutes to get a win, get an easy win here and that's exactly what happened i think for chelsea another big news yesterday we had the champions league draws and jorginho won the uefa men's player of the year and tuchel won the coach of the year uh, i was just looking at this i was wondering uh, so in the men's player of the year category you had jorginho mm-hmm. kante and de bruyne as the nominees and then i was wondering okay why we do not see ronaldo or messi but then i realized mm-hmm. messi hasn't won anything significant in europe it's just the copa america which mm-hmm. counts and then ronaldo hasn't won anything i was just checking when was when did this happen last time when we did not have any one from ronaldo or messi i thought this might be the first time but this happened the last year as well when i think lewandowski won the award last year yeah. we didn't have a ballon d'or no not ballon d'or you still had uefa men's player of the year Oh, you're different from Ballon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. there you didn't absolutely. have Messi or Ronaldo, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. weird to see uh, none of them in the top three in any such best player or so. But I think we'll have to get had, start getting used to it somehow. Exactly, had to happen at some point. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think coming back to how Chelsea is playing, they have a really tough, uh, I think, fixture now. I think Arsenal was mm-hmm. still on paper tough in terms of the brand value and the history no longer in practical mm-hmm. terms but if you mm-hmm. look at Liverpool now and the way Liverpool has also been playing this this will be a great contest you have two good matches at least uh, theoretically on on this in this coming saturday which i think is tomorrow you have city mm-hmm. versus arsenal and then you have chelsea versus liverpool i think it's it's a it's a great premier league weekend altogether No I absolutely agree see Chelsea is definitely for me the second favorites uh, to win the league this year and they have improved upon their team from last year that 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 is also something that needs to be noted right yeah. and also some of their players have who took some time are now getting integrated like mm. for example Kai Havertz took some time initially last season but towards the end we could see that he's integrating into that team and their ethos yeah uh, hakim ziyech for that matter started pre- had a brilliant pre-season scored in every game i suppose had a very good super uefa super cup as well got injured unfortunately but he's also now back so chelsea for me definitely are one of the best teams in england for sure and also in europe maybe with a very good manager at the helm as well so yeah like you like you said united might we are favorites to be at 3 which also is a little difficult because liverpool you can't discount liverpool yeah. out of this race so yeah but it's going to be interesting this year yeah as for so, the champions league i think they they'd be happy because it's it's a difficult uh, contest for them in the champions league but they'll end up qualifying to the knockout stages for sure and that means yeah. everything we were talking about liverpool right and how even the third for united looks uh, let's say a bit troublesome i think if i look at liverpool and the biggest factor in a resurgence of liverpool again 
can be the an- mm-hmm. anfield factor i think that ground is the most uh, intimidating ground for any even stamford bridge etihad are not that tough to play in, i feel i think anfield just has a different vibe to it and the way they have been able to integrate new midfielders in their lineup that was uh, for me i think one of the reasons why i took liverpool as fourth because uh, henderson does not have the same effect now you don't have mm-hmm. vinaldum anymore in the uh, squad but the way they've been able to replace those and the way mm-hmm. you now see robertson alexander arnold you had matip and vendike you have mm-hmm. sala sala would keep on scoring goals and assists no one score no one stopping him you have uh, he is Absolutely. now going going with the formation where he is starting jota ahead of firmino which was also working for mm-hmm. him because jota is giving you those goals in every match you had mane Absolutely. i think this mm-hmm. team would kind of spell trouble for united for sure in one of the matches mm-hmm. and for the other teams as well uh, i still feel they are not as favorite as chelsea or uh, city because we saw that season from them last year where they surprisingly did not do well in any tournament whatsoever so looking at that i think it's still to say whether they uh, they would be able to maintain some sort of consistency from the season before that and uh, and that's why i think they might finish ahead of us they might surprisingly finish second as well who knows but let's see it so, and i definitely want united to do better than them that's why i picked them to be fourth because i knew united is not doing better than chelsea and city looking at how we have played in the last match and that's why they sit at fourth position for me by the end of this season but let's see i think uh, a real tough contest for them as well it's not going to be an easy one even with a with a home ground adv- uh, with the enfield advantage for liverpool but let's see i think that is the most interesting match of the weekend the highlight of the weekend it's it's good for both the teams that they're playing each other early uh, at the start of the season because even if let's say there's an upset for any one of them they have a lot of matches to recover this specifically early when they do not have those many games to play in a week i think uh, that the fixture just helps chelsea and liverpool both i would say overall absolutely absolutely by the way i would uh, like to deviate a little because there's uh, breaking news the breaking yeah. news is fabrizio romano uh, reports juventus have just re- received an official bid from manchester united for cristiano ronaldo they are ready to find an agreement to complete the deal and yeah. fortunately paul pogba is not included in the negotiation then that was uh, some about 50 minutes back then about 35 minute back there's another tweet from romano which says cristiano ronaldo and manchester united reunion more than close current situation official bid made to juventus official contract uh, till 2023 has been sent paperwork paperwork is being prepared so let's cover that before we jump into the overall yeah let's just get to manchester united <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah. so two things right uh, if we talk about ronaldo and how the story has developed i would say at this point of time united was not the first choice for ronaldo for sure because mm-hmm. uh, let's look at the entire turn of events now mm-hmm. we were very sure we were somehow getting the hints that ronaldo does not want to play with juventus before the start of the season the Absolutely. signs became evident when ronaldo i think uh, requested that he would not start the game he does not want to start the game and then he mm-hmm. came on as a substitute later and uh, there was another interesting turn of events where he scored a goal which was denied by vr but yeah mm-hmm. uh, 
I think everyone knew that something's cooking here, and then Messi might not be the biggest, uh, I would say, news in this in this entire summer transfer. So at least not the was, only one. Not the only one, exactly. His first choice was Manchester City, and I think I read this two days back as well. Even before this entire news, uh, as you know, rumors really uh, started getting wind that you know, mm-hmm. as in Ronaldo is very strongly headed headed to Manchester City. What I read was that City is not interested. Is that United? Exactly. As in Ronaldo wants to go to City. City is not interested. City does not want to get an aging Ronaldo. When if you look at this, they could have ideally signed Messi and Kane, and mm-hmm. they just not want another aging striker when they have already let go of someone like Nagüero. Mm. They do not want Ronaldo because I I'm not sure uh, Ronaldo fits in Pep's lineup or Pep's strategy. I think hey, uh, Pep doesn't have. that players have not played with those kind of players uh, ever in his career so if you look at that and he would also not be able to find right position for ronaldo so if you look at that the bid which uh, as in the numbers which was uh, as in popping up for city was that they were looking to sign him for some 30 35 million or uh, pounds which for ronaldo if you see from where he started Look and looking at how <laughs> Premier League teams are signing players, where you have someone like a mm-hmm. Ben White signed by Arsenal for fifty million pounds. <laughs> you look at yeah, let's laugh, game. let's laugh at Arsenal for a second there. Ha ha. Yes, again. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at Ronaldo for thirty-five million pound, it's a bargain for any team. But still, City didn't want to sign Ronaldo, and now it becomes clear that Juventus also do not, does not want Ronaldo. Uh, a former so Juventus executive. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, he came out and said we'll be a better team without Ronaldo, right? Exactly, and he said that we'll never hmm. be able to recover financially from this Ronaldo uh, transfer because on the books he has been a loss for us, and now hmm. it's better that we let him go of any cost. We do not do the PSG thing where we are waiting for the right bid from Madrid, which is which will like break the banks for most of the teams. But we'll let go of him for any cost because the team is not getting any better. So the interesting thing that I was reading yesterday was that Juventus is looking for a thirty thirty five kind of a thing, uh, whereas City is not ready to pay anything. Yeah. And uh, then I read something today which was very which made sense that which it's something that you were also talking about that he doesn't really fit into a Pep Guardiola team, right? And yeah. doesn't really fit into the transfer strategy that we've seen. uh manchester city follow for a few years and they are right now not a team that is just looking to make a marquee signing for just t-shirt sales yeah. right jersey sales yeah. i think their whole and sole target is to win the champions league and they will knowing guardiola he will only sign somebody he feels will fit his team not yeah. somebody just for the sake of him being cristiano ronaldo yeah so Yeah, that is what has happened there. Yeah, I think uh, the latest update is that he has already taken uh, the private plane and uh, flew from Italy, and he'll be yeah, shortly yeah, la- landing in England. It would be another of those scenes where the fans are waiting at the airport to greet him. Uh, and I think this is like one of that signing where uh, we we ca- as in United might announce him on Sunday in front of uh, let's say. I think we're not playing at home, so we might not announce him like how we did for Varane. But when this entire thing was building up, it might uh, as in sign for City. I was very mm-hmm. sure that this would be another kind of a Tevez and Peter Schmeichel thing, where the fans would not forgive him for sure. 
and even ferguson for that extent would have uh, as in the principles that man has would not mm-hmm. have seen that coming and i was seeing that maybe just because of his relationship with ferguson he still might consider united and we are seeing that happening again i'm mm-hmm. uh, look talking about united i'm i'm not sure how this helps us because now let's talk about united right and since we already talked about ronaldo coming to united yeah i think uh, <laughs> uh i didn't watch the match completely i'll be honest right i uh, was i caught the highlights and mm-hmm. i saw it pogba played played well because you could see it in the highlights as well uh, i could see on the twitter as well that people were praising pogba and I said good we want we didn't want pogba to like slow down out of the first game and continue this for next 20 30 games uh, however uh, how many games he can play but then 60. the thing is that yeah 60 whatever number of 60. games that is yeah <laughs> but the thing is that the other people slow down they have this on and off thing and i saw the first i think uh, goal which we conceded uh, fernandes very casually considered the ball hoping for a foul to given to him without realizing that the rules are now become stricter you can't just fall in and expect a foul to be given uh mm-hmm. fa and everyone has kind of made these changes specifically for players like you considering how easily you just fall and then ask for a penalty or ask for a foul and then what fred did is not committing entirely to the ball and then having that odd deflection for deher to concede or how do you draw to a team rather one all away mm-hmm. when you defeated the same team 9-0 in last time you met in the premier league provided that team was was down to nine men when you played them but how do you lose or how do you draw one all to that team looking at the easy run of fixtures you have you not even gone into that series of fixtures where you play like liverpool chelsea city like back to back you are still playing mm-hmm. easier games and southampton would be in the relegation battle again this season so mm-hmm. as in this this is disappointing because if you still show such signs when pogba is playing well because when pogba stops playing well you uh, as in forget about winning against southampton as well then you don't even win mm-hmm. against southampton so i'm just worried whether signing sancho varan or ronaldo helps because i am not sure if you still have those defensive midfielders you need need you still have got a good defender but then maguire kind of has this off days where uh, you expect maguire to play well and then he kind of depends on lindelof and then lindelof has to carry maguire during the game Van Bissaka can't pass a single ball in a D, and then mm-hmm. was a, was a liability on defense as well on the top of it. Fred uh, just has those one of a kind matches like a Haley's comet where he would play one good game in like seventy eighty odd games and then just go back to being Fred again. And we have another tough match come. We are playing Wolves, right? We are playing Wolves away mm-hmm. or Correct. Wolves at home. I'm not sure where where we are playing Wolves. Wolves away. Wolves away. Wolves away. So. another tough away game for us if you look at how we performed against southampton and i'm not sure whether varan plays the next match because i'm varan i think would still need some time to be integrated in this lineup because mm-hmm. the way ole picks the squad he does not even give the poor vanderbeek vanderbeek the chance to play in the team i'm not sure if he brings mm-hmm. varan that quick into the team you don't have as in you're playing pogba out of position and you're playing pogba on the left which you do not want to accommodate sancho and uh, bruno and then you're sticking with someone like marshall who still does not have that match preparation to help you he also had a few bad misses i think the one header which he took right where he i believe he mm-hmm. could have had more power on that ball and could have forced the 
we are kind of a goal clearance goal line clearance and got a goal but it's just a weird turn of events after the leeds match absolutely see for me and this is just the positive guy that i am i feel what happened against southampton was some amount of overconfidence after the first game and we could see that i could like like you said right everybody was lacking the pace the intensity uh that you expected of a manchester united team not just bruno not just fred i i like one of my favorite players right now in this team is uh luke shaw and he was also so slow on the ball his decision making was so slow i don't know it was just an unfortunate game what i'm hoping for now is that they would have taken that game as a tight slap across their face and they would learn from it uh as far as signings are concerned i feel that the signings have been good uh but i agree with you that we always needed a defensive midfielder and we haven't got this got that player yet i'm not sure if that's going to happen from now on until i think the window closes on tuesday i don't see that happening now yeah for me the only way this is now going to work is that your defense which is the varan maguire uh, pair becomes so strong that you can afford to play three slightly attacking attack minded midfielders and move to 433 moving to 433 is very important for us because obviously we don't have the mastermind of pep guardiola to play the kind of games that he plays and yeah. i feel we've moved on from like we had moved on from 442 at some point i think we should we need to move on from this 4231 formation with yeah. two defensive minded midfielders in between right i i think we need to move on from that so now if we if we have to do that how do we do that we either have either of mctominay or fred playing if you want to play that or in games like the southampton game where it's going to be a low block or it is going to be southampton was not a low block southampton was high press but other games like if you end up playing a burnley you play teams like norwich you play teams those kind of teams that are going to go into a low block against united then you play three proper attacking minded midfielders which for me again i'm not sure if this will happen but for me should be van de beek pogba sitting deep uh, and van de beek and uh bruno playing right in front of him and all three of them pushing ahead right so and that is only possible if the maguire varan partnership turns out to be what we expected to be right but think, uh, it is unfortunate that we are not not signing a proper defensive midfielder we were going about for saul niges we were i also heard rumors of uh, i think who's the wolves guy traore no 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 the the central midfielder is this the old portuguese fellow that motinho no no not him not him anyways so one of those players so we were sort of we were also behind kamavinga who was a young prospect yeah. but a good defensive midfielder but mm-hmm. we didn't do that i feel that is going to hurt us this season to certain extent unless mexos comes one he's injured now and he'll be out for a while comes yeah. back and does the job and basically just matures all of a sudden into somebody like that but apart from that i feel the team is there now we have some amount of depth as well rashford is yet to come back sancho is yet to be integrated into that team cavani is yet to come back 
apparently signing Cristiano Ronaldo also. Anyways, so the team I feel is almost there, but that one defensive-minded midfielder for me was a very important hole to be, you know, sort of filled in. But that hasn't happened. Yeah. Let's see. I'm still hoping yeah. for a good season from United. And we will definitely, should definitely end top four at least. And my expectation from them this year is to at least go to the quarterfinals of Champions League and have a, at least compete well enough in quarterfinals that you feel like you just missed out on the semis. That also for me will be a good season in Europe. I don't want to be playing Europa again. I hope at we win one of at least Carling Cup. While doesn't really matter much, but at least one of Carling or the FA Cup this year. I'm yeah. hoping for that. That's my expectation from United this year. Uh, I think the Ronaldo thing might help us, considering that uh, it kind of offers it flexibility for Ronaldo and Pogba to interchange their positions and be fluid in the midfield. Where Ronaldo at this stage mm-hmm. can ideally play for you in the position of Martial as well. You don't have to kind of play him as a winger. He is not the same Ronaldo Absolutely. who you signed in 2003. So, you do not have to exploit his pace, which he doesn't have mm-hmm. left for Premier League, to be honest. Absolutely. He, can't, he, can't he is playing as a striker now. Yeah. He's so been play playing him, as a striker now for a while. Yeah. You play him as a striker where uh, if you need, he can fall back to the wing as well if needed in the match to give you those crosses or Absolutely. to, let's say, attract the defenders towards him to open up the uh, to give that breathing space to your, I would say, central midfield players or to the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that way he can help us. Also, finally, somebody who can head goals in. Yeah. Something we've <laughs> not had for a very long time. Exactly. But one thing which I was uh, listening to or one thing which I saw was, I think, the discussion between uh, Neville and Carragher on, I think, Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. Mm-hmm. So, they were discussing the, I would say, I can say progress for Ole and Klopp. So, they were comparing it their mm-hmm. initial few seasons. And it was a good mm-hmm. comparison because you could see where uh, Ole stands as of now and how did mm-hmm. Klopp progress from his initial mm-hmm. three seasons. And you could mm-hmm. see a stark jump as soon as mm-hmm. Klopp or the Liverpool team got mm-hmm. Ellison and Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. As soon as they Absolutely. got these two players, they jumped mm-hmm. from 74 points in the league, where we are currently, mm-hmm. where we uh, like mm-hmm. hover around. And they immediately mm-hmm. had a 25-point jump. They had 97 mm-hmm. points in the next season. And then they had 99 mm-hmm. to follow up after it. Mm-hmm. So, I was doing this, right? I went to uh, the Wikipedia thing and I saw our fixture for the entire season. And I saw that, mm-hmm. okay, with the current squad which we have, which on paper seems better than last year, how do we get mm-hmm. this additional 20 points? And I'm looking at only 20 mm-hmm. points from the same perspective mm-hmm. that you can win the league at 94-95 points. If United Absolutely. plays well, because no one mm-hmm. expects United to play well and everyone kind of expects three points against United. So if you snatch mm-hmm. those points from everyone, you're kind mm-hmm. of reducing the points, total point, uh, the points from that, that 95 or 96 thing from everyone. Mm-hmm. And you kind of adding mm-hmm. it in your bucket so that you can reach that mm-hmm. position. Again, a far-fetched Correct. reality, but I could see United gather those 22 points because the odd draws we have, the odd mm-hmm. losses we have, and the way we've been mm-hmm. playing away games. That record mm-hmm. on paper looks brilliant, but we know how we are getting that record. It's those 0-0 mm-hmm. boarding 1-1 draws. It's not the wins we are getting on the away matches. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. on the contrary, we are losing more on the home. 
which should not happen that will change this home. season now with the crowd uh, being back yeah i think we that should change that. so i think if i able mm-hmm. to get those matches where against uh, the top 4 teams if you're able to get those mm-hmm. additional wins and even draws and against mm-hmm. the bottom teams if you win all the matches then we can mm-hmm. reach to 89 or 90 mark easily mm-hmm. and then we said that okay this has been a good progress where we've actually worked where we needed to improve on and we have got those additional points to prove it to us because if we finish mm-hmm. again somewhere on 75 76 points then mm-hmm. we are not sure what to do because we have tried so many managers we have kind of done this big signings we were after in because i think we have been chasing a sancho and varan for a long time now this have been we have been mm-hmm. we tried it last season as well and all we will have ronaldo mm-hmm. back we have pogba still for uh, with us for one season where he's looking good mm-hmm. you have bruno fernandes who plays well considering all of mm-hmm. that we have to finish at least above 85 points or so even if that 85 points guarantee us a third spot mm-hmm. or does not take us to the top 2 or to the top of the table we still mm-hmm. need that third place for us i think absolutely see for and i agree you've done a lot of maths there uh, so some amount of research has gone into that but for me uh, what i was thinking about a couple of days back in fact a little while back was uh, our run of games right so if you look at our run of games we have wolves we have newcastle and after that we start a trick, some we have a few tricky games and then the most difficult ones so we have newcastle wolves newcastle and then we have west ham which is not going to be easy and west ham away by the way then we have we are hosting aston villa and then we are hosting everton right so these three games are going to be tricky i'm not saying we should we should definitely be winning all three of those but they're going to be tricky once yeah. you go past that and we have entered october already we play leicester away then we play liverpool at home then we play tottenham away and then we play man city at home right we do yeah. have a game with watford in between but after that we play chelsea away and we play arsenal at home yeah. so what i was hoping for and there's still some time there was for us to be able to integrate people like sancho varan and if ronaldo comes in these kind of people to be integrated into the team by the time we hit that leicester game right yeah. and for that to happen these guys will have to start at least two more games before that right yeah if we can achieve that start varan and sancho for at least two games before we go into that leicester game and accumulate decent amount of points by then hopefully yeah. not lose anything else uh maximum draw one game i'm hoping even that doesn't happen and then you can go into that difficult period and try and get the most out of that difficult period yeah if that happens which is which ends at around the 1st of december which is the last arsenal game actually why am i considering arsenal uh the last difficult game is the 27th of november uh with chelsea and that two away if we come out of this game with decent points on the table then it becomes very easy because then we play arsenal we play crystal palace we play norwich brentford brighton newcastle burnley wolves and then again aston villa west ham right so yeah. if we come out of that on a good points tally after the 27th of november then we have a very good chance of yeah. whatever ending first second third wherever we do yeah so for me I, that's the thing and i agree with what you said that i think 
we're just falling short of a few points here or there the games that we've drawn that we shouldn't have drawn games that we were almost winning like the everton game last year we mm-hmm. won that game but we somehow ended up drawing if we can mm-hmm. get those two points from those draws two more points from those draws yeah. convert by converting them into wins i think we are up for a good season yeah i think for us to as in finish in the top 2 at least or even hope for winning mm-hmm. we need to mm-hmm. be at that position by the end of december i think if you're not that then it becomes difficult because it's the second half where you have a fair idea in terms of what your primary 11 looks like your strategy is almost finalized and then the teams mm-hmm. play really well who are supposed to win you could see that with chelsea Absolutely. you see that with city every year they won the league that it's the second mm-hmm. half where they just pick up the pace mm-hmm. they just uh, leave everyone in their trails i think uh, mm-hmm. this is something which we we should uh, hope for i think we we had that i would say in mm-hmm. the last season where we were mm-hmm. at one point also leading the table in december mm-hmm. but then we kind of immediately f- fell off from there we kind of uh lost i remember that one match which kind of changed everything for us we lost to sheffield which was 28th at that time yeah. in the table we lost one Correct. nil away which no one expected Correct. so i think mm-hmm. we have to kind of not lose those kind of matches and not draw those kind of matches we have to win those matches again i think that's what the best teams in premier league and everywhere do in the second half and if we're mm-hmm. able to do that mm-hmm. then it's a brilliant season for us otherwise i'm not sure what the story is or what that improvement is but yeah we'll have to see absolutely see one thing that i feel uh, while we were talking about that i was thinking about what you said a little while back that you know our team sort of slacks after a good game we end up slacking the next game right so that is where signings like at least two of them i'm not sure about sancho but uh, at least varan and ronaldo if ronaldo that happens right there's a big star mark there still but if, if that happens the one good thing that you'll see is ronaldo however old he becomes he will never slack again right yeah. something yeah. that we have with bruno as well bruno unfortunately lost that ball in southampton but he's somebody who doesn't slack through a game if pogba continues to do what he's doing if ronaldo comes in uh sancho on the right rashford comes in these are people who don't slack the problem with us for a very long time was even when we had really good players around we still had some players who just absolutely slack our defense was one of those so people like smalling and uh you know phil jones. and roho these phil jones oh wow he's still at the club that's <laughs> yeah he's still at the club absolutely yeah. mind boggling yeah so those kind of people and then the midfield we had so we had a lot of people who just slack on a random day right but with these experienced stalwarts that we now have signed and fortunately varan is still age wise at the peak of his um, you know is at least footballing career in terms of age and fitness ronaldo is definitely towards the end of his career but he still is a man who has razor sharp focus and i am sure he will never slack in a game right yeah. even if it's going bad so i feel at least that side of things for manchester united is changing and we can see a drastic change there where yeah. the right and that has changed since bruno fernandes by the way right yeah since bruno came in that has changed and that is just one man who decided he'll never give up and the team just all of a sudden lifted up around him yeah now think of think about having two or three more players like that 
right yeah quality is one thing but people who are not ready to give up people like varan people yeah. like cristiano if that happens that is going to be a big boost for this team and then yeah. obviously there are people who need to i like i still don't understand why marshall uh, i think the only reason marshall is still at united this year is because of the rashford injury yeah right yeah because if we and, sell marshall then we don't have uh, we only have one option we have cavani up front yeah absolutely and we have uh, we do have greenwood up front and i feel he he it's going to be difficult now with ronaldo coming in but i feel he is probably yeah. our uh, yeah but but greenwood is right still now. at that stage where you do not play him uh, i would say uh, match in match out you cannot play him every absolutely, week absolutely. Uh, every game rather for 80 90 minutes which you need from your prime striker to give you at absolutely. least 30 35 of those games every season so he will reach that stage eventually maybe 2 3 years down the line or maybe 1 2 mm-hmm. years if he is able to continue if he continues progress the way he is yeah. progressing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah see i feel it's it's uh, it, it is good for him as well that he is not playing 38 premier league games a season because you have to understand he's a kid right yeah and the kind of pressure around manchester united is not something everybody can handle and he needs to be protected unfortunately we could never protect people like rashford and you know people uh, rashford for that matter rashford being a prime example we could never protect him from uh, that pressure but thankfully he came out of it properly he was a very mature man but if you yeah. look at other great youngsters around You look at Phil Foden. For me, he's probably one of the best uh, youngsters around right now. And you look at how he has been integrated into the team. And he's still yeah. not a full-time starter, right? Yeah. And I feel not. that is important for kids. I, I, that is important for somebody who's twenty, twenty-one. If you remember what you were at twenty, twenty-one, you'd be like, I, I couldn't have handled the pressure. Let yeah, alone handle the pressure of Manchester United and Manchester City. I couldn't have handled the pressure of. being exactly no the better uh, you know a better uh, example would be the college uh, football team yeah yeah let's see how the next two three fixtures turn out i think we definitely will have to win those but mm-hmm. uh, i definitely have other interesting news uh, happening in other parts of the world also from premier league okay. so you uh, you know this footballer right hamas rodriguez The oh, kid wow. who who <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the kid who scored that fantastic goal in 2014 World Cup. So the thing is, yep. he was asked who is Everton playing mm-hmm. next match, and he had no mm-hmm. idea. Oh wow! <laughs> so it, it <laughs> so the thing is that apparently he's still living that dream where he has moved to Madrid along with Ancelotti and Bale. So someone just needs mm-hmm. to wake him up, saying that you're still at Everton. <laughs> you have to, and Ancelotti is also left. <laughs> yeah, you have to bear with Rafa Benitez and then kind of mm. play. But it looks like he will also end up in a different league. Everton also might just give him up. But yeah, this this was just one funny incident that the player is not aware in terms of who he is playing next. They're playing next. Exactly. By the way, I don't uh, think they let uh, Rodriguez go this season because uh, there's a chance that. Uh, PSG might want to replace Mbappe with Richarlison. At least that is making the rounds in media. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. Mm. Um, Mbappe also a uh, very interesting thing. So PSG sporting director has been lashing out at Madrid, saying, "Hey, 
तुम्हारा क्या है मतलब तुमको समझ नहीं आ रहा है कि हमको नहीं बेचना है तुम परेशान कर रखा है व्हाई यू कांटेक्टिंग आवर प्लेयर डायरेक्टली व्हाई यू नॉट रीचिंग आउट टू अस एंड देन ही इज सेइंग दैट नाउ द थिंग इज विद देम आल्सो द स्टोरी हैज बीन दैट मबापे हैज मेड इट वेरी क्लियर दैट ही डज नॉट वांट टू प्ले एंड द रीजन इज ही हैज द सेम ईगो नाउ व्हिच नेमार हैड इन बार्सिलोना दैट आई डू नॉट वांट टू बी इन द शैडो ऑफ मेसी एंड ही एक्चुअली वुड बी इन द शैडो ऑफ मेसी बिकॉज़ एट दिस पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम <laughs> if he thinks that he is a bigger player than messi in the team then pochettino would definitely set his ass out on the bench but absolutely is, there have been two bids made by uh, madrid for mbappe uh, mm-hmm. one has been mm-hmm. 180 million dollars and mm-hmm. after no let's say progress on that front they've made another bid, bid of 200 million dollars oh wow right? and the loss here is for hazard because hazard was playing that position of left wing for uh, madrid in the new in this new bbh bbh system bail benzema hazard so now hazard comes in uh, sorry mbappe comes in place of hazard and psg now has to find that trio for to accompany messi and neymar which you says can be reach alisson but then that is an interesting thing which is i think which might be the biggest transfer in terms of the the sum amount which happens mm-hmm. and will surely happen i think uh, psg's director has been fed up with uh, both mbappe and uh, madrid to certain extent and mm-hmm. he is also the opinion that he wants to go goes he can go mm-hmm. but he will go on our conditions mm-hmm. which was the same thing we taught in this that if hurricane wants to go very well but it will be on our conditions you cannot just uh, get up and leave so that's the case with mm-hmm. mbappe as well because to certain extent psg also said that you can wait for a year then take him for free pretty much because he'll be a free agent he is not mm-hmm. going to negotiate with us until unless something mm-hmm. drastically changes during the course of the season where they win everything and mm-hmm. then it, madrid would have pretty much ha- have him for free but then just madrid just that the bug which perez has right which is kind of irritating yeah. everyone uh, just because <laughs> of that they are making this huge bid which will become mm-hmm. i would say difficult for even psg to say no at some point but if someone's Absolutely. offering you 200 million you would kind of recover mm-hmm. the money you spent for neymar and you have all of this free mm-hmm. transfer which happen which will let you pay the mm-hmm. salary for those so i think that mm-hmm. works out for psg in long run i believe absolutely does a few more updates uh, one from barcelona strangely so the thing is with barcelona everyone's taking a pay cut because of the new revelations oh. which happened that the team is mm-hmm. somehow spending a lot of money on salary so their senior players players like pk roberto sergio roberto busquets and alba mm-hmm. all have taken a pay cut mm-hmm. now the mm-hmm. player they are expecting to take a pay cut and who is refusing mm-hmm. guess who it is mm-hmm. deepay or griezmann no <laughs> it's samuel umtiti Oh wow! <laughs> and, and and the thing is, the Samuel Untiti is not entertaining any contracts as well, any bids. So there mm-hmm. there have been multiple bids for him because he can do well at any let's say medium club at this point in his career. Yeah, so but he is not entertaining mm-hmm. any bid. He is not listening mm-hmm. to any such outgoing uh, bids or contracts. And then Barcelona frustrated mm-hmm. that what do we do with him now? Because uh, as long as he is in contract with us, we have to pay his wage. Wage. and is not mm-hmm. listening to any offer so that's <laughs> that's the interesting thing happening in barcelona <laughs> yeah and the other thing was that pedri who has played like a thousand okay. games this season has finally been yeah. given a break 
by barcelona and the oh, weird okay. part is they immediately drew the game against athletic bilbao so i can oh. expect that he lands on an airport and he gets a call saying that is there a flight next flight which you can board and come back to barcelona because we are back in trouble so it just reminds me of that saturday where we used to go to the office and then used to get on a call sunday saying that we were meeting <laughs> yeah oh those days <laughs> so so it just reminds me of that but yeah interesting things happening in uh, la liga just give me one second uh, aditya there's another update on ronaldo yeah that is what i had uh, he's been <laughs> announced <laughs> oh man so this oh. might be like a like something which uh, which might get someone fired from the social mm-hmm. media team of <laughs> man united yeah. that someone might be talking to uh, let's say uh, uh, one of his friends like we uh, we we both are doing right now and mm-hmm. he just thought of posting <laughs> <laughs> <just>, it <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah friday this is night. interesting yeah. this is interesting turn of events in the last one or yes. two hours yeah man this like yes, this morning we woke up me and my friend sitting around dejected feeling feeling betrayed by this cristiano ronaldo somebody who was god for us in our you know in our school days when he was the best player in the world and and yeah come evening he's signed for united anyways so the thing is i think uh, yeah you had a couple of more news i am getting a little <laughs> fidgety <laughs> yeah tell yeah. me i think i had champions league fixtures to discuss but uh, i think we can save it for another yeah. discussion when we discuss champions league but i think it's a good note to kind of wrap up our conversation here where we weren't sure ourselves in terms of what's going to happen in the next one hour or so and then while we were actually recording this and discussing mm-hmm. we have the official <laughs> announcement yeah. and i am just seeing my Absolutely. school group who like kind of uh, makes fun of me for being a united fan it's just uh, that group is like mm-hmm. blasting up with me <laughs> absolutely But, see i my my friends have just come back with a lot of alcohol so i know what's going to happen next with me at least but <laughs> yeah man <laughs> what a thought this, this is this is definitely the biggest thing happening to united in some time since we haven't won a trophy yeah. we at least won a, a trophy winning player player yeah and this, an interesting thing so uh, ferdinand has this uh, social media thing called five Uh, he has a channel. Yeah, absolutely follow him. A, yeah, I yeah, love he, that channel. Yeah, so he had a he came on a podcast and he told that mm-hmm. he spoke to Ronaldo and he said Ronaldo mm-hmm. won't join City. Oh, so this just <laughs> brings an interesting element here, and I think, wow, I think to wear him, uh, to see him wear the same jersey again when he was a skinny kid and now he's like a he's a superstar. That yeah, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> a million dollar question before you wrap this mm-hmm. up will he play this mm-hmm. match because Against he is match rules. fit he is match fit so i don't want to hear this thing that he is not match fit because he played one match in for some minutes does, in uh, serie a so i don't care you don't play he's Sancho, definitely okay. on the bench for sure he's definitely on the bench for sure because uh, because no, i'm okay official. with you not playing van der beek but you putting ronaldo mm-hmm. on the bench <laughs> I think yeah, that would yeah. be the reason But, Ole finally gets sacked. <laughs> no, I think I don't know about the formalities, and I haven't really read what all has happened. But I'm sure there's still a medical to be done and all of that. 
because and we will still have i think uh, it's still friday morning in england right so if you complete let's say medical and everything yeah. today and you introduce mm-hmm. or train him with the team tomorrow because he has already done mm-hmm. some sort of training so he's match fit so looking mm-hmm. at that i would like to see him play some fight in minutes mm-hmm. but absolutely bro but yeah, i i'm sure he'll start on the bench yeah oh man yeah this is this is a great note to end uh this episode i think and yeah man absolutely and it's great dude keep calling me on this at least i get a lot of news from you <laughs> let's connect yeah. once more before the window ends so we have a yeah. uh, midfielder on our yeah. books also thanks a lot bro it's been fun yeah absolutely it's great talking to you and to everyone who tuned in again to hear this episode thank you for joining in we'll be back again next week with more content with more such updates and discussion till then have a great day take care we'll see you again ronaldo is red <laughs>